Glad to have you back. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. God love Bud Light. Had a few of those at New Year's. Did a lot at New Year's. We had uh, a couple of Bud Lights and uh, a couple of chocolate martinis. It's good, uh, good New Year's. Haven't really had it since, but uh, I take that back. Saturday was a good day. Had a Bloody Mary and a Bud Light Chaser. That was fantastic. Uh, but nevertheless, thanks to Bud Light for being yet again in 2022. This makes 21 years. Bud Light has been a proud sponsor of the Bill Michaels Show. 21 years together. So good stuff. Thanks for uh, thanks to Bud Light for being a part of the program. Uh, Matt Lafleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, still chatting. Let's take a listen. Rob Demosky. Hey Matt, um, it seems like you guys might be in a good spot with the COVID guy, uh, list. There seems to be shrinking. I don't want to jinx anything, but um, do you feel like you, you kind of are getting through that a little bit? And have you had any more additions? We have not had any players get added to that list. Um, as of today and you know we've gotten guys back which is great and it seems like these guys are coming back at a uh, much quicker rate than earlier this year any staff coaching staff though uh well we've had just one mo drayton but that was a couple days ago um just you know i'd say other personnel people or support staff throughout the building Tom Silverstein. So, Matt, um, you are starting everybody who's healthy on Sunday. Is that what you're definitely saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's all kinds of instances. You could go back and pick and choose. You know, I think Andy Reid held out Mahomes last year, and they, you know, they made it to the Super Bowl. You can, um, you talked about extenuating circumstances. Rodgers has that toe. How do you go into this game if you're going to play them? Is this really sort of like a, a preseason mentality in that, you know, you want to just get him work and then move on? No, I have a hard time operating like that, Tom, And when it's when it's the regular season. You just um, – you, we're going there to, to try to win a football game, and we know that this team is going to give us everything they have and um, – They've been extremely competitive, especially at home. They've been really tough. They've lost some really tough games there. So, and we've quite frankly haven't played all that great when we've gone to Ford Field. So our guys are going to have to make sure that they're in control of their energy and that mindset that hey, we're all in for this week, and then next week we can we can try to re- recover a little bit. Bill Huber. Hey Matt, what have you thought of Tim Boyle? I don't think he's going to start, but I guess whatever your, your impressions have been watching him. Yeah, I think there's a lot a lot to like about Tim. Um, I know he obviously had the three turnovers. I think one of those certainly, really two of them were unfortunate, um, and I don't think necessarily go on him. But, uh, yeah, I think he's done a lot of good things. I, just what we would see here on a daily basis. And Tim's one of those guys I definitely have a, a – I think we all do. Uh, have a special place in our heart for he 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 meant so much to our quarterback room and this football team and he's such a loyal guy and he works his tail off and it's just it's fun to see a guy that's worked so hard and has come so far get an opportunity to go out there and and perform 
Matt, uh, two quick ones. First, did you get a chance to watch Aaron with the Mannings on Monday night? I was I was busy game planning, but it may have been on in the background. <laughs> Smart answer. Uh, two, we won't get to be at practice today. What do you anticipate with Bakhtiari, Jair, everyone that you were kind of hoping to get back this week? Yeah, well, Jaw's on the COVID list, so uh, he, you know until he clears protocol, he won't he won't be back in the building. Um, and then, as far as David, David will go through an individual, um, as well as Josh Myers. Uh, who else is there? Wallers. Yeah, Z, Z won't be out there today, um, but but those other two guys will be out there, and they'll go through an individual and. Really today, like you guys know, it's mostly um, been walk-through type settings after we get through that individual period. So we'll see where where we're at after the individual, whether or not they're going to take some of that, some of those walk-through reps. Ryan Wood. I know you're asked about Preston Smith's season on Monday. Um, he's really turned it on since Seattle last seven weeks. I'm curious what you've noticed or sense to be the difference in him um, and, and how he's kind of hit this this level midway through the season? Yeah, I think he's just locked in. He's dialed in. I think he's taken care of his body. I think he's playing at a high level. You could certainly see the effort that he was playing with on tape. It showed up. He was playing physical. Uh, he had that one great play in, in the run game uh, where he set the edge, and it was it was the play where they lost four yards or whatever. Um, running to our left side, I guess, and just he's he. How about the play when uh, Bradbury had the immaculate reception, part two or whatever? Just you could sh see Preston the, just how hard he was chasing that down from behind because he had a high rush. He came all the way around, and the energy and effort that he's playing with is as good as I've ever seen from him. And that's that's a standard. That's what he's put on tape, and so that's what we expect to see every week. Aaron Nagler. Coach, I know you're going out there to win the game, but given that you have the number one seed locked up, is there any temptation to use Sunday's game as a bit of a laboratory on offense as far as maybe trying concepts and things you haven't done throughout the season? There could be some of that, but uh, we'll, we'll see how the – how the game unfolds. I think first and foremost, I, I think you definitely always want to, instead of just experimenting, it, it's more or less, you, you always want to put your guys in, in a great position to go out there and have success. And obviously, um, you know, you want to be productive in both the run game and the pass game. But I think also in, in the pass game, especially with as much pressure as Detroit's bringing, I think first and foremost, you got to think protection. And, and we always do that um but we got to make sure that we do a great job in, in pass protection when we do decide to throw the football we'll do one more tom silverstein hey matt in in 16 um you didn't have um the top seed but you went in and, and played matt ryan the whole way do you recall how you guys went into the playoffs like what what your thinking was in that season going into that last game well, we had to win that game in order to get the bye. And so, I mean, there. You, typically I would say there's very little choice in this, just like there was a year ago for us. I mean, we had no choice. We had to win. So it, it is a little bit different in that regard when you're sitting where we are today where, you, I mean, there's – 
this has no necessarily um, implications on paper for us, but I do think that there's a, a little bit to the psyche of your football team in, in regards to how you approach each, each and every game. And um, we want to make sure we win to keep that momentum going into the, into the postseason. There you go. That is, uh, that is Matt LaFleur uh, meeting with the media just uh, just a few moments ago. My list, real quick, I, I was just asked, so I figured I'd po- po- put it out there and post it. My list of the Packers players to get out of the Lions game in order because you're going to play everybody, at least according to Matt LaFleur. So if you can get them out quicker rather than later, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Devontae Campbell, Preston Smith, and Kenny Clark. Those are the mainstays. Uh, now, obviously, you can argue who else might be on that list, but you can't pull everybody because you only have a roster that's so big and you can't get everybody to, to sit. But um, that's kind of my my top five-ish, if you would, as far as getting players uh, out of out of uh, harm's way as quickly as possible. Uh, that's one way um, to at least think about it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. I uh, would love to have you. But some of the things that uh, he, Matt LaFleur, stated getting back to this is that they are looking at all of the analytics of the teams that did rest players, that did not rest players, teams that had a bye, that didn't have a bye. They're going through all of that. And they're looking to see who may or may not be uh, you know, kind of, kind of how to start them, how to play them, what have you. Uh, and look, I, I think the analytics in, in there, there is going to be a compilation of statistics of victories, successes, crash and burns. There's going to be a compilation of all of that, and you're going to say, okay, here's what we think the analytics tell us, and then look at it into our own circumstance and say, okay, was this guy healthy? Was he not healthy? Was that guy healthy? Was he not healthy? Was he peaking? Was he not peaking? You know, was he playing poorly down the street? I, I think you have to put all of that into whatever kind of an analytical hopper you, you, you throw it into. And then, and then by the time it's all said and done, it's kind of like looking at the analytics of statistics for a, a relief pitcher or a starting pitcher or what have you. The second time through the order, the third time through the order, against a lefty, against a righty, against this particular player. Does he have your number? Does he have? And at some point, you got to, as the manager, say, okay, the statistics say this. Here's what my gut says. Here's what my feeling is. Because. I haven't had a pitcher say, be throwing a no-hitter through six innings like this before, even though statistically it would tell me against this particular batter in this particular situation, he has not had as much success. But you're not going to go pull the guy. You know what I mean? So I think all of that is going to be stacked. Matt LaFleur is going to have this compilation of analytics sitting in front of him. And he's going to go down the list and he's going to say, it tells me to do this, 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 and this. Who should I be pulling? Who should I not be pulling? Who shouldn't should be playing? How long should they be playing? What should we do? What does it What does it take to say get Does Jordan Love play with what would be considered right now the number ones of the offensive line? Should he be playing more so with the number ones rather than with the number twos in the back? And all of that starts to become mind numbing. So finally, you just say in your gut, "This is what we do," and I go back to what Ron Wolf told me years ago. You know, when the, the the possibility of injury is always there. And by the way, for those that are talking about preseason games, 
preseason games when you're getting ready for a season versus a postseason and a, and a full season that's already under your belt. Two drastically different things. When you're sitting the starters and such in the, po- in the preseason, specifically in that last game, you are getting one final look at the depth of your roster. And you are getting one final look at guys that you're going to cut that should down the road you need to add additional depth to your roster who you do and do not want to bring back. Also, you're looking to see if guys that you've been working with on whatever it happens to be, if they're successful at that particular work. So if you're moving a guy from a guard to a tackle or a tackle to a guard or a guard to a center and you're moving guys around, you're looking to see if they've progressed through training camp. You're looking to see what you're doing. This is not about that. This is about mere preservation, period. You're trying to do everything you can to be sharp. You're trying to do everything you can to be healthy. And you're trying to do everything you can to win a game. I know the win becomes third on the list because it's not the primary goal. But th- these are the things you're trying to do. So it's, it's, it's a balancing act. It really is. When we come back, when we come back, uh, we have got breaking news regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're also going to get into the uh, – I didn't do it yesterday. And shame on me because I compl- it completely slipped my mind. I had it ready to go. I had it ready to go, but I didn't do it. And uh, we're also going to get into the uh, the week eighteen power rankings as we creep towards the end of the season. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back, the Bill Michaels Show. We uh, we continue on. Appreciate you being here. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Hey, uh, if you are a company and you're looking to make a change in 2022 and you want to go with a great company based here in Wisconsin for janitorial cleaning supplies and services, go to Wabam. Go to GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M, GetWabam.com. Our good buddy Ryan DiStefano, who also is a race car driver, by the way. But uh, the company owner, GetWabam.com, tremendous products all the way from sanitary wipes, disinfectant wipes, to what I've been promoting, which is whiplash. And that is the stuff that uh, you spray in the front fairing of your motorcycle, of your car, and it keeps the bugs and blick off. It's it's terrific products. Go to Get, G-E-T, GetWabam.com. That's GetWabam.com. And uh, and see for yourself everything that they do. Also, don't forget to say hi to Lyle and the gang at J&L Tire Service. Over-the-road drivers, soccer moms, uh, if you're out there driving around for a business living or you just need an oil change, right there off of 94, just north of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit midway between Milwaukee and Madison, uh, and you can see the Goodyear tire sign there. That's that's J&L Tire Service. And if you're a truck driver and you need brakes or you need tires or any other work on your tractor trailer, they can do it. Uh, they've got a huge, huge, huge facility out there for to be able to accommodate both. So head on out and check them out. Go to uh, JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com. Uh, the, uh, breaking box news is that Adrian Wojnarski from ESPN, uh, quoting sources that, uh, the Bucks head coach, Mike Budenholzer has gone into the COVID protocol. He's going to miss tonight's game against Toronto. 
Uh, I'm not overly concerned. Now, if it's for a long period of time, maybe. But uh, Darvin Ham is going to be the interim head coach. A lot, I love Darvin. I, I think he's been. It's been a disservice to him that he doesn't have uh, more interviews or a head coaching job at this point. But Darvin Ham is going to be running things until uh, Coach Budenholzer is back. So uh, good to know. I have a lot of faith in Darvin Ham. And uh, also for this particular segment of the program, I wanted to get into this. And this is. It's time now for. Our, uh, our our power rankings in the NFL as to the who's and why's. So uh, here we go. By the way, just on the outside looking in, just on the outside looking in, and if you would have to say the two teams that are knocking on the door heavily, Ben, for the first time in the history of this program, your Philadelphia Eagles are knocking on that door. Well, I'm honored. There you go. Concerned, I just, I just but honored. <laughs> There seem to be a lot of teams that sneak in and then end up losing. I see that uh, the big sloppy kiss of death, uh, of superstitious death, has seeped into your psyche. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they would climb. They would be kind of sitting at number 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 uh, twelve right now. I got the Colts. The Colts, as much as I like the Colts, and, and I do, I think the Colts are a tremendous club, and they just uh, lost last week, and uh, again coming up this week. Uh, and I think Jonathan Taylor, by the way is is fantastic i know that he should be mentioned in every breath when it comes to uh mvp status and such um and, and deservedly so they, they got an easy game coming up against the jaguars this week i don't know what they're going to do i don't know how they're going to rise or fall or what have you but uh they should uh bust it back into the top 10 after this week because i'm sure there's going to be a couple of adjustments along the way but i have the colts at number 11 so then uh i go to let's see here i got the the cardinals at number 10, falling another space. The Cardinals, they they beat the Cowboys. And I, I give them a lot of credit. They, they just have been a team that if I had to start placing teams and jockeying teams around and teams that have been on the rise, the Cardinals still, to me, are a team, even though they got the 25-22, somewhat convincing win. Dak didn't play great. I still have the Cardinals just because of positioning up above the Cardinals – sitting at number 10. The Cowboys fall five spaces, though, after that loss. All that – because I told you, I said, look, the Cowboys, that win over Washington, don't get crazy with me. Don't get crazy. When the Cowboys beat the hell out of the Washington Reds or the Washington football team, 56-14, I said, man, don't get nuts because they're not back. They're not ready for prime time just yet. And sure enough, the Cardinals came in and proved that. So I got the Cowboys falling five more spaces all the way down to number nine. The Patriots, they remain the same. Patriots just just kind of sitting there. They had a 50-10 to 10 ass whooping of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they got a couple of losses prior to that. So I'm going to keep them about the same. The Patriots still in the top 10. They're sitting at number 8. They haven't moved. Uh, but they're, they're kind of where they are. In the meantime, the Buffalo Bills, same deal. Solidly at number 7. They're sitting right there, 29-15. They beat the Falcons. Now the Falcons are seven and nine. The Bills are ten and six. I understand that, but the I don't I don't know what to make of the Falcons as of yet. But they went into a, a tough place to play in Buffalo. I thought the Bills would blow them out. The Bills beat them, but didn't beat them as soundly as I thought they should. A couple of scores. Kudos to the Bills, but they just kind of remain the same. They're still in the top ten. They're right there, up three spaces. I got to admit, it was an impressive win. Uh, what Joe Burrow and company did in Cincinnati, it was an impressive win. Thirty four thirty one. They knock off the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were streaking. Let's not forget that. 
Uh, so I'm going to rise Cincinnati up three spaces. Cincinnati goes to number six. The Chiefs, on the meantime, they fall three spaces after going into Cincinnati with the win streak and falling to the, to, to the Bengals. And I don't feel strongly about Cincinnati. I still don't. I think they're going to probably be a one-and-done in the postseason. But the Chiefs were on the rise, and I think what they did was overlook the Bengals a little bit and they ended up getting knocked off, albeit by three, but they still got knocked off by Cincinnati. They fall three spaces. Rising three spaces, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, I think, is one of the – and now they're getting Derrick Henry back. How about that? But they, the Dolphins were trying to play for the postseason, and they beat the hell out of them, 34-3. to three. And all of this is with defense. All of this is without Derrick Henry. It's on the shoulder of Ryan Tannehill. They just continue to impress. The Titans, the overall number one right now as it stands in the AFC with an 11-5 and mark, uh, just a tiebreaker ahead of Kansas City. Uh, I sit the Tennessee Titans on top at number four. Number three, the Rams. The Rams come up a couple of spaces. Rams get a nice win. They just do. They just continue to uh, kind of do their thing. To go to Baltimore, West Coast to East Coast, which is not easy to do, and then to win 2019 in a hostile environment, I thought, now granted, and they even overcame a couple of mistakes by Matthew Stafford, don't forget. Matthew Stafford threw a couple of picks in that ball game, 26 of 35, 309 yards. Uh, Hundley played. Now granted, they weren't playing Lamar Jackson, but Hundley can still move. He had the one pick, but 20 of 32, 197 yards, sacked and pressured all day long for what the Rams did to him defensively. I thought they deserved a lot of credit. So the Rams walk away with a tough, hard-fought win on the road against a team that was still efforting for the top spot in the division. Uh, you give it up for the uh, the Baltimore Ra- or the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but the Rams get the win. So Rams rise three spaces. Number two, all the sh- now it was an ugly win, and I still don't think they're anywhere near as good as they were last year. But for all the ugliness that happened, twenty-eight, twenty-four. Uh, a come-from-behind win, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after all the stuff with Antonio Brown happened, they went on to put up 11 more points in the fourth quarter and get the win through the adversity. I give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They rise one spot from number three to number two. And then sitting right there at number one, still remaining the top team uh, in the power rankings, which has been now I think for seven or eight weeks, uh, it's the Green Bay Packers. The Packers just continue to win. It just you can pretty much just pencil it in. Now we'll see what happens this week, and if it uh, if it decide you know if we decide to drop them or whatever happens as the power rankings move forward. But uh, to round out the season, uh, the Green Bay Packers remain number one. So uh, one more time, the Packers. Uh, it's the Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Cowboys, and Cardinals. Rounding out the top ten, just on the outside looking in, knocking on the doors, the Colts and the Eagles. So there you go. That's the power rankings for uh, this particular week throughout the NFL. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Andrew says, what do you think of the Tennessee Titans when they get Derrick Henry back? Well, I think they become an incredibly scary team. Let's not kid ourselves. They're the top team right now in the uh, in the AFC, sitting at 11-5, and five, only a game short of where the Green Bay Packers are. They're getting back by far the best rusher in the league. Now, depending on what he's like when he comes back, I, I think we would be remiss to think that, oh, he's just going to come back and he's Derrick Henry. He's going to be throwing guys to the ground 180 yards and he's going to go wild and it's going to take a little time to get back, to take some hits, to to 
be able to really get the, the, the legs churning all over again and to get back to full strength. But he's as close to full strength and ready to go as possible. But Tennessee, it it would bode well. I mean, you talk about hanging on to the top spot in the AFC. They get that win and they get the bye week to get an extra week of health and ready. And if they do have the t- it would be his injury was six to ten weeks, as Ian Rappaport reported, six to ten weeks of recovery time. By the time now that they're activating him, which he's going to practice this week, but he's not going to play in the finale, okay? So he will not be playing this weekend as uh, the Tennessee Titans take on the uh, Houston Texans. It would be an easy game for him to, to come in and play, but still, these guys are out there earning a paycheck as well. And I don't think you want to just throw him out there and say, oh, by the way, here you go. But they would then get, if they win, they get the bye week, which would give him 11 weeks from the time of the injury, which means he should be beyond full strength by the time he comes back with a fresh set of legs. And if you got that hop, and, and Derrick Henry most likely will, he will be a huge asset to that team moving forward. So that's what I think in regards to the return of Derrick Henry. When it comes to the AFC, I don't know what team. I think Tennessee is very quietly very good, but I don't know if Tannehill is the guy that I would say is going to take me to a Super Bowl and win it. Certainly Kansas City. You know, that the fact that they've just been playing so much better football. Uh, in their last nine games, they're 8-1. and one. I, I'm not – it's very tough to bet against Kansas City. I'm, I'm sorry, but I until they win a game in the postseason, I don't bet on Cincinnati for anything. It's a it, great story, a resurgence, worst to first. Okay, I understand it, but no, I, I'm not betting on Cincinnati. And I'm not betting on Buffalo. Buffalo seems to have turned things around. Remember, it was only three weeks ago that they were sitting there at 7-6, and six, a game over 500. They've won three straight. They're heading in the right direction. Very tough place to play to go into Buffalo, especially this time of year if you have to, if they have to, if they have home games. But I'm still not believing in Buffalo. Uh, I think New England's had a tremendous season. Not totally believing in them. I can't believe in Carson Wentz, but I do believe in Jonathan Taylor. I think Indianapolis has a solid defense. I think they could be a legitimate threat with Tennessee. I don't believe in the Chargers. I don't believe in the Raiders or anybody else beyond that. So in the AFC, I think the Tennessee Titans getting Derrick Henry back, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and company, and maybe the Colts. Those are my top three teams over in the uh, – and remember, the Colts are 9-7. and seven. So I, I think the Colts, when you look at it, uh, the Colts have had an extremely solid year as well. And, again, they've got a run game. And this time of year is when you want a run game. So I, I, I'm a big believer in what the Colts are doing. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, the Colts, by the way, just an FYI, they lost both games to the Titans. But both games were relatively close, 25-16 and 34-31. So it wasn't like they got blown out. They're on par with that team. I just think that they need to learn to win to get over the hump and to do it consistently. And then, like I said, but now you've got the Tennessee Titans with a run game. If you put those two teams head-to-head, I'd probably have to bet on Derrick Henry and and not on Jonathan Taylor, even with Derrick Henry coming back from injury. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to go to, a lot more to go to. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you on board today. As always, 
877-867-1670. Um, got uh, uh, well. First of all, some breaking news regarding the uh, the NBA. Uh, the Bucks have listed Giannis out tonight, uh, but it's non-COVID illness. Dante DiVincenzo has that left ankle sprain. Brooke Lopez obviously has the back surgery. They're still out of the contest. Grayson Allen put into the um, protocols. So they got some, got something. Obviously, if you're just tuning us in, uh, you know, Coach Budenholz are out as well. He is now uh, in the uh, health and safety protocol as well. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, um, by all means, do so. I uh, would love to hear from you. So Matt Lafleur saying earlier today that uh, first of all that the MVP award, when he was asked specifically, specifically uh, in regards to it, was prompted by Hub Arkish's comments about Aaron Rodgers being a jerk and such. Uh, he said the MVP award is discredited when uh, the voters uh, look at other things other than just stuff on the field. It's a disservice to the award. And they hold the award in high honor and high esteem. But uh, he said to, to look at anything else when you don't know what goes on behind closed doors and you look at personality and other things rather than just the results on the field, he said you're doing it a disservice. So he stood up for and had the back of Aaron Rodgers big time. Here's some other bit of uh, breaking news. David Bakhtiari, we all knew, was going to be back at practice this week. And Josh Myers doing individual drills at practice. There you go. Josh Myers as well. So you got David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers. Billy Turner's been placed on the COVID list, so he is not back. Josh Myers and um, Jair is back. But what you're waiting for is as to whether or not, um, well, Jair was activated last week and then promptly went on the COVID list, but you're waiting to find out if uh, there's going to be any sighting of Zadaria Smith. So, there you go. Some good news there. 877-867-1670. This was what Matt LaFleur said uh, specifically from Matt LaFleur's own voice uh, when it came come to the MVP voting. Yeah, absolutely. Um Without a doubt, I think that's, uh, I mean, I don't know what else could factor into it than how somebody goes out and performs on a weekly basis. And if people are going to judge people for, you know, differences of opinion or things that they have no idea what the heck they're talking about, then uh, I think that just kind of discredits that, that award. And I think we hold that award in, in high regard. I think most do. And I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to vote for that award and to consider anything else outside of what you see when that player's out there playing, I think is a disservice to everybody. There you go. In other words, you don't know what's going on and your opinion about a guy's opinion is keeping him out. Now, I did see um, uh, I did see a little earlier that um, Eric says, you know, Major League Baseball guys – keep guys out because of personal feelings. Why should the NFL be any different? It, it doesn't make it right. That's the point. It doesn't make it right. It's, you should Either he's a Hall of Famer or he's not when it comes to the Major League Baseball Award. 
Either either he's a Hall of Famer or he's not. So when you talk about a guy getting an MVP, is he an MVP or not? Has he given everything to the season? Are they winners? Are is he playing well? Is, is he better than everyone else? The answer is unequivocally yes. Yes, he's been better than everybody else. He's been a winner. His team has the best record in all of the the National Football League. You saw what he what it was like without him. Yes, hands down. He should be the MVP. Although, as I stated before, and I'll state again, I don't care. I would much rather see them hoist the Lombardi Trophy and take a Super Bowl MVP and be the uh, the coach that wins the uh, the Super Bowl rather than rather than um, you know win the win the award for the regular season, but yet lose in the postseason. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to uh, the phone calls. Let's talk to Josh. Josh, listening to us in Eau Claire. Josh, how you doing today, man? What's up? Good. How's Bill doing on this wintry day? I am doing great today on a wintry, blustery day, but I'm inside. I'm warm. I'm feeling good. Excellent, excellent. That's the place to be on a day like today. Um, I was just thinking, if Bakhtiari and Josh Myers both suit up for this weekend just to get some hits, get some reps, and uh, get into quote-unquote game shape, who plays that right tackle? Do you see Josh Nyman going over there, or do you think Lucas Patrick goes to right guard and we put Royce Newman over at right tackle, or what do you think? That's a great question. Um, boy, let me think about that. You, I mean, you could, you, you could, yeah, you would probably see if, if Nyman is comfortable there, you would probably see Nyman go over first and foremost. Uh, Lucas Patrick has been your center, so you're not going to move Lucas Patrick. Um, even if we get Josh Myers back. Well, if you get Josh Myers back, then yeah, you're going to get. Uh, but I don't think you're going. He's just now starting to do individual drills on the side. I don't think Josh Myers is coming back. Uh, if he does, great. Yeah, no, I would give Josh Myers all the reps at center I can possibly get him, provided he's able to take it. Uh, but then, yeah, you could always move Lucas Packer. Don't forget, you got Dennis Kelly too, and Dennis Kelly's played tackle. He played tackle for the Tennessee Titans. He can do that as well. He would be another guy you could throw over there until Billy Turner comes back, because Billy Turner's in the COVID list. And you hope to get him back at some point, but if Billy Turner can't be there, you could certainly throw Josh Nyman over there. Um, you could throw uh, uh, Dennis Kelly over there. Uh, but I think you're going to keep, unless you get Josh Myers back, which I don't think they will, but you could certainly put Lucas Patrick out there. But Lucas Patrick most likely is going to be your center, your starting center this week. But that that's a good that's a good. I don't think I'm moving Royce Newman out there. Royce Newman has had his own struggles, and I'm not going to make him a tackle when he's already struggled some time at guard. You know. Right, and that's where he played in college was right tackle. Right. I just I think he's more suited to be honest with you. I just think he's more suited to be a guard than he is a tackle. He and he is not graded out extremely well. Now he's gotten a lot better here as of late, don't get me wrong. But I don't necessarily think that I go in that direction. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Have All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, pal. He drops off, you get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up. We're going to take a quick break. We got some other guys to hear from. Hopefully, we hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up in the next hour as well. More coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. When the Packers take on the Lions Sunday at noon at Ford Field, it'll be the team with the best record in the NFC against the team with the worst record. The Lions lost to the Seahawks Sunday 51-29. Detroit's Jared Goff was out with a knee injury. Former Packers quarterback Tim Boyle reviewed two of the three interceptions he threw in Seattle. The other one late in the game, you know, I kind of had to move a little bit so I can get vision, and by that time I just physically couldn't, couldn't, couldn't put enough on the ball. Um, and then the, the first interception is, uh, is just a, a horrible mistake on my, on my part that uh, fortunately I'll be able to bank and, and never do again, but um, hurts. You know, three interceptions, you can't do that. You're never going to have an opportunity when you turn the ball over three times in a game. The Lions had to place both their starting offensive tackles on the COVID list yesterday. The Packers got back several players, including safety Darnell Savage, defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki, and right tackle Dennis Kelly. On offense, the Packers had to settle for a pair of field goals and a punt in the first quarter Sunday night against the Vikings. Green Bay running back A.J. Dillon. You never want to start slow, but you know, one thing I feel like we continuously do week in and week out is uh, sticking together. And Matt LaFleur was asked as he and his coaches decide which veterans should start this Sunday. Will that include discussing it with the players? Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you have players of that caliber, you certainly want to lean on those guys. They got a great pulse of the locker room. There are leaders in that locker room. So we'll definitely have that conversation with them. You kind of get away everything and then just make the best decision possible for your football team. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Put it in your pocket. How are we looking? How are we looking? Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Hey, we got a great, uh, in, in the area that I live here in Waukesha County, if you are looking for a terrific butcher or you're looking for the ribs on a stick to be shipped to you or anything else that they do, uh, Paul Roberts and the gang down at Roberts Specialty Meats, they're fantastic. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com and see what I, they have to offer. They got it's, it's a terrific hometown butcher. And you get the most for your money. And God knows that the price of chicken and meat and such has been on the rise. He's got some better prices, and you get the best cuts. And I'm just kind of saying, wink, wink, nod, nod. That's where you go. That's where you go. Grilling season never ends, whether it's indoors or outdoors, but uh, that's where you go. So check out robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And uh, tell Paul and the whole gang down there we sent you. So the head coach of the Detroit Lions, he getting crazy. He wants to be biting kneecaps. He's like rabid dog. Take, take a listen. Bad, because I felt like I knew this community. I played here. All right, here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're going to say, well, what's this team going to be? What's it not going to be? Here's what I know. All right, I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people. All right, this community is strong. This place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters. And you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that. Shit, so excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know. This team is going to take on the identity of this city. This city's been down and it found a way to get up. All right. It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right. And so this team's going to be built on, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. 
and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're they going to be the last one standing. Uh, they got a couple of wins this season. That was Dan, uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit lions a year ago when he was hired. And that has been the mentality. Uh, this is the reason that there is a genuine concern when it comes to, I don't want to necessarily say cheap shots, but for lack of a better term, let's throw it out there. This is the reason there's a concern when it comes to the Packers playing starters, playing Aaron Rodgers, playing Devontae Adams, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, anybody else for that matter, Aaron Jones. When it comes to this weekend, I understand it. They, that that Look, that should be their mentality. They're a team that's been walked on. They're a team that's been beat up. They're a team that's been laughed at. They're, they, they've been a joke for a long time. A long time. They get a couple of wins. They get a big tie. They they tie the Steelers, beat the Vikings. You know, they've got a couple of wins under their belt. They're a team that's trying to go out with some dignity and momentum, which is why I said it is so incredibly important to get a couple of scores up early. If you have the opportunities in the red zone, the way the Packers did the other day, um, I, I you can't be kicking field goals and giving a team like that a breath of life. You just can't. You got to stick it to them right away. Otherwise, you're going to give them some effort. You're going to give them some life. You're going to give them some one-two. This is their Super Bowl. They're not going anywhere to the post. It's the last time this whole team is going to be together. Changes come in the offseason. Normally, you lose about 20 25% of your roster, depending on how veteran you are and how good you are. And this team's not that good and not loaded with veterans. So they're they're looking to continue to to bring in draft choices, a few free agents, and to continue to strive to get better. So this is it. If you allow them to think they've got a legitimate shot at winning in their Super Bowl, they're going to give you everything you got. And so that's the reason it's kind of like, you know what? I would uh, – I, 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 if I'm the Packers, man, the concentration is, and it always should be, don't get me wrong. It's not like they get down to the red zone and go, you know what? Let's pull our foot off the gas. They don't do that. But it's the execution. It's the concentration of execution. It should be an emphasis going into this game because you have not been good at it consistently in the last, you know, three, four, five weeks. So, um, when you listen to Dan Campbell, you're like, wow, remember that. Not to gonna, no, I'm not saying they're going to play dirty. But you got to remember that. Dominican Sue isn't there anymore. Yeah, he's not there anymore. Probably a different decision if he was. Yep. Uh, by the way, Pro Football Talk, uh, also talking about Hub Arkish, um, discussing the he's a jerk comment, uh, is reminding everybody Aaron Rodgers is going to be speaking in less than an hour, probably about a half an hour away. And I'm sure that's going to be maybe the first thing, if not the second or third thing that's brought up. And then we'll see. And it's what's interesting about this is, and, and Beer, Beer Town Dave says, uh, does Hub Arkish do any Packers games? Yeah, he does. Hub Arkish has been on the sidelines as a sideline reporter numerous times for Westwood One and Lambeau Field, covering both sides. He, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is very, very familiar with Hub Arkish. Now, maybe there's something that's also gone on between the two. I don't know, but I, I have no knowledge of that. 
But to answer your question, which is a very good question, actually. Um, and again, he works with Westwood One and the Monday Night Broadcast, Hub does. Um, so, and, and Hub ha- Hub is a really good friend of Wayne Larrabee's. Hub is a really good friend of Kevin Harlan's. So it's not like he doesn't have ties in some way, shape, or form to the Green Bay Packers. But it's it, it'll be, I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting Q&A, at least in that portion of it, when it comes to the discussion of the MVP and some of the things that were said in regards to Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from Aaron Rodgers coming up. Hey, after the top of the hour, in case you missed it, for some of you who were not on the network in the first hour of the program, uh, Rob Reichel had some interesting thoughts regarding this. And then, obviously, the discussion of who should and shouldn't play. 